You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Warner Brothers' bad week between Johnny Depp joining Fantastic Beasts and Rick Famuyiwa leaving The Flash. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Wow. You know what, Jeff? Wow. If only there'd have been some movie news to talk about this week. I don't, we have nothing to talk it's about. Thank you for watching Meet the Movie Press. Have a great weekend. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeff Snyder, Senior Film Reporter at Mashable. And I'm with me as always. Hello. Uh, I'm Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Showbiz Simon, on Instagram at Showbiz Simon, uh, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Uh, I work for Reuters, Forbes, IGN, BBC. You name it, he's worked there. I, yeah, I'm like a fart in a lift. I'm everywhere, but nobody wants complete ownership. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I own it because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> Mashable will own your fart. <laughs> um, all right. So much to discuss. Did you have a good week? I did. I had a really busy week. Um, I obviously started it in New York um, with the cast of Why Him? Brian oh, Cranston and okay. James Franco. Uh, I now know what James Franco calls his penis. Don't we all, though? Cutting edge journalism. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure that Newsweek are just on the phone, dying to have me on board. At every club I go to, that's the password. <laughs> James Franco's penis. Um, but yeah, so no, it was good. Very good. And then I've had a really busy week this week. There's been a lot going on. Wait a second. Do you guys notice how Simon didn't say what it was? Is this like a scoop you're holding it's, up? <laughs> he doesn't call it the scoop. But it's certainly more than a handful. It is actually something I'm holding back until the holidays, because the holidays aren't anything without a euphemism for James Franco's penis. What a gift that will be. This is a highbrow show. (laughs) Seriously. Indeed, indeed. And and, and speaking of highbrow, Mm. it doesn't get much more highbrow than Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Where to find them. Big news this week. Whoa, out of nowhere. This was something that Three weeks before opening. Yeah, Warner, I don't think we're very happy about this last week, because the first screenings of the movie happened this week for, for media. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is a cameo. Can you believe it? it yeah, I mean, a Warner I, Brothers movie with a cameo. And obviously, then the story came out about um, Johnny Depp. It's Johnny Depp being in Fantastic it's Johnny Beasts. Depp. Yeah. What now? So obviously, a lot of uh, hard feelings against Johnny Depp lately. Yeah, after certain allegations were made by Amber Heard. But also the fact that people haven't been putting their hands in their pockets to go and see the films that he's been in even before that in any great it's been numbers. A, it's, been, it's been a tough... It's been a rough few years. Yeah. I thought Johnny Depp was good as Whitey Bulger, mm-hmm. but it's been a tough few, few, few years for Johnny. Uh, anyways, he has joined Fantastic Beasts, yeah. he has a cameo in the first film, and he's going to co-star in the second film. Now, obviously, these movies are still about Newt Scamander, the, yes. Eddie Redmayne is the star, yeah. this is not going to become a Johnny Depp movie, but, but as, he's going to have a significant role in the sequel. As with the Harry Potter movies previously, right. they're very much a case of ensemble pieces. Now, uh, there was, you know, it was a polarizing casting, to say the least. Yes. Reaction was divisive. Uh, or was it? So Simon's going to give you the results of a poll in just a second. But yeah. when I, you know, I saw the, fl- uh, I think I was just checking Deadline, honestly. Yeah. I, they, I don't even think that they blasted anything. I just on a whim went to the site and it was at the top of the site and it had like been posted a minute earlier. Yep. And so I didn't see a blast yet. I didn't see any tweets yet. And I tweeted out the news. So I may have been the first person to actually tweet the the news and I got flooded with hate. I mean, every response that I saw 
was just negative, and they couldn't believe it. And of course, people don't understand how the movie business works. No, absolutely. And that Johnny Depp wasn't just cast in the movie. He was probably cast a year ago. Yeah. And shot his part a year ago. Yeah. Way before any of this stuff surfaced. Um, but, Simon, what did the people uh, tell you? Well, I, I, I obviously... I did, I did a poll, and the, the question I asked was, Johnny Depp to co-starring J.K. Rowling's Fantastic Beast sequel, question mark. Good news or bad news? I can't decide. I didn't want to put my opinion on this. I wanted to be completely open. So 25,307 people, which is quite a large Is sample. this on your Twitter feed this or is on, This is on my Twitter feed. Just your Twitter feed? Just you got my 25,000 people responding? Yeah, 25,307 votes. Verified by uh, Tom Cruise, and uh, you know that's true. That's that true. Is the true. Tom Cruise stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so here are the results. The, yes. the options were hell yeah, oh hell no, and meh. Did you did you pick those three? I did pick those three. <laughs> I'm an adult. I do that kind of shit. Uh, so thirty one percent was meh. So thirty one percent of those people were indifferent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh hell no which was the reaction that you and I were getting from people. Yeah. 24%, which means that Hell Yeah got 45% of the vote. Okay, not bad. Which not, is really you know. interesting, and it's different to what we were getting on the ground. And 25,307 is, is a decent size. But sample. at the same time, if you're, like, casting a major role yeah. in, a, in an important movie, yeah. you want a little bit more than a 45% approval rating on a casting, right? You do, but these movies are bigger than... The cast, of course, in many ways. Oh yes, I, I, like it's hard for me to believe that people will really steer clear of this movie just because Johnny Depp's in it for one minute. Yeah. I don't really think that this affects the opening, but there were definitely were a few people, whether they're lying or not, not or just posturing at the moment, who were like, yeah. "I'm not, I'm not seeing this. Like, I'm not giving him my money." They don't understand how it works, but yeah, it, it was just it was not well received and coming back to back. Hmm. With the Rick Famuyiwa uh, news, yeah, and I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Rick Famuyiwa. I think I believe so. That's yeah. how I say it. Anyways, he uh, was the second director to leave the Flash. Yeah, following Seth Graham Smith. Um, this is not a good look for this movie right now. It, it isn't. Um, I mean, we it's creative differences again, as far as I understand. Yes. but we don't we don't know what. That is, but I, you know, we do know that Warner is so desperate now to keep the DC Universe movies pushing forward and getting not just financial success, but at least some love from from critics, just to make better movies. You know, I mean, they're not making the movies for the well, critics. Well, listen, That's wa- bullshit, the Wonder but... Woman trailer came out yesterday, yeah. and I thought it looked great. I think it looks great. I'm positive looked, about that. Yeah, it looks super cool. Now, Suicide Squad looked amazing. So Warner Brothers marketing department is full of very gifted people. Yeah, I believe they do. They are maybe the best in the business. Yeah, at cutting trailers and that kind of yeah. stuff. But um, you know, we it's basically fool me once, that kind of thing, or mm. twice if you're counting Batman versus Superman. Although I never really thought that that looked that great in terms of the trailers and stuff. No. Um. Anyway, so Wonder Woman looks great, but they need the flat. Like, I wonder if they if they thought. If they like got ahead of themselves, really, in announcing movies for The Flash and Cyborg, because I don't know, people seem to have their Flash fill with the CW show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's always it's always to me it's a little almost unsettling. I don't mean that in a oh shit my pants kind of right. way, but it's just when you've got two universes running concurrently, where you've got one guy playing the Flash and then someone else playing the Flash. It just it for me it just doesn't sit quite he, right. Here's the other thing is. Like the casting, 
Yeah. So I love Ezra Miller. He's a great actor. He's yeah. a very good young actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warner. He's in Fantastic Beasts as well. He, he kind of links these. He's two, a massive Harry Potter. He kind of links these two stories. Um, but he listen. He's a character actor. You know, he he's like yeah. the guy who's great as the Flash in Justice League, mm-hmm. surrounded by other a bunch of other people. Having his own movie, like he is not Ben Affleck or Ryan Reynolds. No, like this is a dicey movie already, as far as I'm concerned. I, like I want. Meanwhile, I wonder like what it was about Rick Famuyiwa. Like, I'm, I'm, I think he left the project. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like and he it's, got... it's a big call when you're a director at his level when you get a studio movie like that. But we're seeing a lot of directors when when films do, you know, they, they, they go to complete and they go to release. And a lot of directors who then step away from the projects, even the last couple of years in the superhero genre, who've come out and gone, that's not the movie I wanted to make. It was a lot of fingers in this that's pie. That's the thing. I don't understand creative differences when he just got hired, you know, like... Why hire the guy if you're not down with his vision? Well, may, it's also kind of like the creative difference maybe is maybe the fact that it would be completely different if there weren't so many fucking creatives involved. So you've just got to walk away. You know, if everybody comes to the table with a vision. But that, but like, that, sometimes it works that works sometimes for it Marvel. Like, T- I think THR even has a story today. Like, do directors matter in the Marvel Universe? And I think but, it's silly but I to think, say that they don't. They no, absolutely I, do. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. But I think that the, the pressures that Marvel are feeling are very different to the pressures that DC are feeling. I don't think Marvel's feeling much pressure. Exactly, which is the big thing. They don't really have to prove much now. This is just a, it's just a bad PR look for this movie, which is probably going to have to get delayed unless they get somebody really quickly who can just come in there and kind of shoot the storyboards they already have. Yeah, I mean, that kind of thing has, has worked previously, I'll use Marvel as an example, on Ant-Man. Edgar right. Wright took that so far along the road and right. had and been then, doing so, and then Peyton came in. And it was great. It's my it favorite Marvel movie. movie. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I agree that, listen, this movie could still be saved, mm. so to speak, but it's going to take the right guy. I, I, and also for Rick, mm. um, like, Dope is a good movie. Did you see Dope? Oh, I fucking love Dope. I really like Dope, but Dope w- did not do business. No. Didn't do well. No. And then he went and did Confirmation, which I saw with Kerry Washington, which I didn't really like. Mm. Um, so, like, it, it doesn't look good for him either. Uh, it's just it's, but sometimes, it's sad all around. But sometimes was, if you're a director, you've just got to sometimes go, well, am I going to sail on the ship that might have a hole in it? Or do I get in the lifeboat and just go, I'm just going to find a different ship? Who would you like to see step in? Anybody come to mind? I, do you know what? I haven't actually thought about it. Um, but it would not help, it would not hurt, sorry, the franchise to do effectively what Marvel did and bring in someone, I'm not saying this particular person, but someone of this ilk, someone like a Kenneth Branagh. Someone who is perhaps a bit more theatrical, is a bit more, an interesting a, a bit idea. older, a bit more grounded. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that Wonder Woman, and she's by no means old, but one of the reasons that Wonder Woman, I think, is there's an air of maturity and sort of, you know, experience and knowledge to the director of that film that I think is coming across on screen. And it's less about making it colourful and making it exciting and dynamic. And it's actually making sure that, yeah, there's that. But there's also that better drawn back end with, you know, character development, with visualisation, with making it hold together. And kind of that ability to go, I know my shit. I'm going to, I've done X, Y and Z. I've got Mm. myself proved at the box office. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'll take creative input, but also you've got to give me 
the chance to do what I do. So maybe that might work. Anyways, it's like... I, I was already hard on Warner Brothers uh, on Twitter, so I don't want to be too hard on them on, on the show. No. It's just... This has got to get straightened out up there. It's a real mess. Yeah. Um, sticking in comic book movie territory. Okay. The Deadpool composers. Yeah. Leader, Junkie XL. Yeah. Was it Tom Holkenberg? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Uh, he's le- uh, leaving the sequel in solidarity with Tim Miller. Mm. It's interesting Another where... not a good look. Well, it's interesting where this, this project is going because a couple of things that really made, aside from, from the talent, was obviously the directing and the music. For me, music is, is like an extra character in a movie. Um, and that... It, it just... A little bit of the key components are now not there. And I'm certainly not worried about Deadpool 2 at this stage. But it is kind of like, what, are, what do they know that we don't know? And it does it does cause me a little bit of concern. I mean, it's just, it's just a composer. I didn't I didn't think that his work was actually anything special on the first uh, Deadpool. See, yeah, okay. I mean, I I personally really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like a, a blow to the sequel, uh, other than just like what is going on over there that that nobody seems to be getting along. Mm. So, um, Jonathan Peck has just said in the chat, "What about George Miller for the Flash?" No, I it think it would that's... be great if they could get George Miller, but I don't know. Like, why would George Miller come in and do this at this stage? He's, I mean, he is—he's he not is, that kind of guy. Who's he's like, on, no, but he's on the good list at Warner. Obviously, after yeah, but Mad I, Max, I, just, I don't see him just coming in like basically taking two people's leftovers. Like George Miller is something who's going to build something from the ground up. Yeah, maybe that's what they need. Maybe they do need someone who is going to come and go and like let's all just push all this shit off the table and start again. Um. One person, okay, so, uh, yeah, Deadpool composer, all right. Speaking of Deadpool, uh, Tim Miller. Yeah. Going to executive produce a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. This sounds like it was would have been a great idea about 15 years ago. Yeah. Do, do kids still play Sonic the Hedgehog? I, I honestly don't know, to be honest with you, but I just read that and I was like, is this, like, from a spoof website? The, I mean... And then I looked at it and it was actually from various reputable I really, sources. I just, uh, maybe, I, I just can't see it. I don't know. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Doesn't do anything I, I, for me I mean, can, at all. Can you see little kids buying a bunch of little blue hedgehogs? No. I, I guess I can see that. I, I just, I don't know. I mean... Is that why you make a movie these days to sell the toys? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say? Oh, the truth. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know if kids who I'm assuming this is going to be aimed at, certainly the younger end of the market, are that interested <laughs> in Sonic anymore. I'm... <laughs> Beat, beats me. Uh, I mean, they're not even interested in stuff like Angry Birds to the extent that they would have been five years ago and stuff like that. I mean, hey, the Emoji movie's coming out. Just, but, I mean, just, like, Deadpool is obviously very playful, but it's hard to me imagine, like, it's hard for me to imagine Foul Mouth Tim Sonic Miller, the right, that, yeah, going and doing a kid's movie. Where are my rings, motherfucker? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, one guy who should be a superhero, and very, very soon, uh, if not James Bond himself, is Dan mm. Stevens. Yeah. Good old Dan. Who just signed on to star in Gareth Evans' new movie, Apostle. Gareth Evans is the director of the Raid movies. Is this not a match made in heaven? Um, as a wise man once said, fuck yeah. Dude, this is a, an amazing pairing. I've, I've, I've interviewed Gareth many, many times over the years. I love the Raid. The Raid 2 wasn't quite as good for me, but I still found it really great. I think it's totally of, different and equally yeah. great in its own right. Um, but I, as an individual and as a director, I genuinely really, 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 really like him, and I really rate him. I absolutely fucking adore Dan Stevens. Yeah. Absolutely love Dan Stevens. And this, for me, is, as you say, a match made in heaven. It's one of the th- films I read about this week that genuinely I was like, 
Ooh, what, that shit can't happen soon you, enough. What did you think of the premise? So the like the premise was like his his he basically his like sister goes missing and yep. then he goes to find her yep. and like a cult has her and then the cult starts demanding a ransom and then it goes from there. Sexy. I like it. It's like a little generic, but I like the cult is a nice twist. It is it cult. is generic, but look at some of Gareth's other movies. They're in design they're not generic, but the story at the center of it right, right, right. is That's, a tale as old as fucking time. And he puts a new twist on it. Yeah. Listen, I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of like, either way. Give him give him that little bit of the middle. Give him the pizza base with the tomato on it. And let him put all the shit he wants on it. You can't judge a movie by its logline. No. Um, but I like that logline. Yeah. And I like, and the, I like the title, director. Apostle. Yeah. Apostle. Dude, you seen Apostle tonight? <laughs> that's, that's how I do it. That, that's how I do everything. Who says that? Apart from dude. Jesus. Dude, you seen Apostle? Hey, tonight? dude. Check out my Apostles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. Justin Kroll had a big story this week. He did. He's doing really well. He, 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 he likes he the show. Dro- fan of the show. Dropped a big one. Yeah. Uh, Fede Alvarez mm. is going to direct the girl in the spider's web. Is that what it's called? Girl in the oh, spider's web. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, this is not. Uh, this is the fourth book that was not written by Stieg. Correct. Carson, right. Yes. This is not the ones that were part of the original film trilogy. Right. Um, I. I like Feddy. I like his filmmaking. I I didn't love Evil Dead, but I really enjoyed the design and the way it came together and the mm-hmm. finished product. I think it was there was some things about it that didn't quite sit, but you can yeah, it to a classic the, movie. I don't, I don't love the Evil Dead either, but Don't Breathe was really good. Was superb. Um, and he managed to do superb. superb. And he managed to do so much with a very small budget. That was superb. That was was that Sorry, actually a sound effect? It was brilliant, let me, let me perfectly timed. Um, but on? yeah, I mean, I I would be genuinely really excited to see what he could do with that. I think he can add a a level of griminess that I think was missing from the first film. Mm-hmm. Missing as as David yeah. Fincher. Yeah, I for, yeah, but Fincher's vision for the oh, girl with the dragon like, tattoo, immaculate. Yeah, and it wasn't as kind of sort of low level gnarly that visceral. the yeah visceral and like ooh dirty yeah, that's fair so i would i think feddy can bring to it but in a really stylistic and clever way without being overtly i really like this as well uh, i think he's a good match for that material mm. and i don't know the book um no i don't so i'm wondering but but i like that we haven't seen like a swedish version of this yeah you know this, this is this is brand new so so now the question turns to casting yeah uh, and uh, if you read some of the blogs, they caught that Variety had it up in their story that Rooney Mara was probably going to return. Good. Um, and then they took it out. Mm. Uh, so that may be up in the air. Now, I reported months and months and months ago that if Rooney did fall out, mm. Sony really liked Alicia Vikander. Um what do you like? Do you want Rooney back? I would because to me, it's like yeah. I don't think she, she should come back unless they're getting Daniel Craig back. I don't. I think that would be weird if she was paired with a different guy as that character. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's they're they're like a package deal to me. You? Yeah, I mean they kind of are. But out of the two, she was the one that I would really like to see come back. Well, she's the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, like, you know she's why you go to see the movie. You don't go see it for the for Daniel Craig's character. <laughs> Daniel Craig, and there's a girl in it with a tattoo. <laughs> right. um, but no, I mean, just out of watchability and the ones that, you know, made me go, ooh, fucking hell, she's sure. good. Sure. She, she was definitely the one. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, I think if you bring them back, you do 
ideally do a package deal. And, you know, it depends on where Daniel Craig stands on Bond and where they're looking to film this and blah, blah, so blah. So you, you wouldn't just start over? I, I Personally, for me, I think when you recast a movie where you've already had two people in that role, when you recast them, right. it just, in a, in a sequence of films, and I'm assuming they'll do a second and potentially a third, it just doesn't feel right for me. I'm surprised that Rooney because I think would. with things like Iron Man, you can swap out a character, get someone else to play a character. But then if you oh, change like Brody, both yeah. Iron Man and you know, you, you're it just a bit. Hey, let's not remake the film, but let's do another film in the that series. Was so but weird. we're different. That was so, it was weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I changing both of them would probably bother me more than changing one of them. I think it should just be Kate Mara. See if we notice the difference. <laughs> yeah. Give it a go. That'll be on the extras. There'll be two versions of the film. One with Rooney, one, one with, one with Rooney, one with Kate. Uh, all right. Um... Can I talk about Sly Stallone? Yes. Um, a lot of news for Sly this week. Obviously, he's been very busy sending out press releases. Um, new Rambo movie. New Rambo! Coming out. Uh, or in at least um, in production, um, early stages. Uh, Stallone will not be returning as Rambo. He has been talking for many years about, yes, there'll be another Rambo movie. Yes, he'd like to come back and do it. Um, as much as for me, John Rambo will always be Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, like, what? What is this? Like, yeah. who, would, who would be Rambo? Kevin Hart. No. Um, Taylor I... Kitsch is Rambo. <laughs> uh, I... I, I for me, I don't want to see a Rambo movie without Stallone in it. But I also don't want to see another Stallone Rambo because I just think he's too old for Rambo Dude, now. Uh, Rambo. First of all, Rambo means nothing to me. I have no. Loyalty. Did you not watch those growing up? No, Mm-mm. those aren't for me. Do you know what's really I funny? No is I know it. so many people now who who I talk to who haven't seen the Rambo movies. And it's really interesting. Rambo 3 was set in a really interesting time in, in a, slightly dull, but American and Soviet relations involving Russia and Afghanistan, etc., etc. And it's funny how many people haven't seen those. There's a whole part of this history that's related to, you know, America and Russia and Afghanistan. I saw the, the last Afghanistan. Rambo movie. Wasn't there like one like 10 years ago? There was, yeah, where he went to Asia. Right. I saw that. Yeah, yeah this Rambo 3 was part of the original trilogy. Actually, actually that and wasn't it, bad. Yeah, and it's, you know... And it, <laughs> But it's just, for me, he, he is Rambo. I don't want to see a Rambo movie without Stallone. I don't want to see a Rambo prequel. Because that doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Um, John Bernthal is Rambo. Ooh. Yeah, because Rambo, Ooh. obviously, Rambo got very upset about, obviously, I say very upset, it's an understatement, about the, you know, the war. Mm-hmm. Vietnam War. That's what turned him, changed him as a man. And, and then... You know, you you kind of what what happens before that that pisses John Rambo off? What? I don't fucking know, dude. Returning let's hope VHS. Come, let's tapes hope that doesn't late. come out on the schmodown. I just don't. I don't know my Rambo. I just don't. If, I I don't know. I don't know where they're going to take it. And if they're going to take it in the same time period, you've got to have Stallone doing <laughs> they it. Take it out back and old. shoot it in the face. Yeah, they should take it out back. Take Rambo out back and well, shoot him. That's Millennium Films. But for he you. is coming back for Escape Plan Two, a movie that just cr- has been crying out for a sequel. Yeah. I know at the end of Escape Plan, all of you were like, "Oh my god, how is this story going to continue?" Yeah, Another... I was. I've been uh, sleepless many, many sleepless nights. What is nights. he going to escape from this time? An old age home. 
probably. It's three it's three kick, hours long, and he only gets to kick my he only gets to the it. foyer. Um, but we don't know if Arnie's going to return. But I, oh, please, as, please, Arnie, please return. I, <laughs> Uh, he's too busy making straight to your Dude, iPhone video games first at the of moment. All, there's an, well, he has the doesn't isn't he going to do the Apprentice? Oh yeah, he is. He's doing the Apprentice. So I bet you they get like Statham. Statham comes in. He's like, sliced alone. You want to be escaping? Now I'm in a jail. Let's fucking escape. <laughs> Slakes. Um, yeah, I mean, I do you know what? I'd be really up for that actually, Jason Statham. But I I'm I sure would love would. to see them. It's both. another junket you get, you get to hang I, out. Did I have I ever spoken about that? Um, <laughs> wankers away. Um, yeah, I I I really enjoyed Escape Plan. It was not a massive commercial success, and it was not a particularly great movie. You take that was, back. You take that back right now. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's just a fun movie. And that came out at a time when there were a couple of other movies that reminded me of like 80s and 90s sort yeah, of movies. Like old. Lockout with Guy Pearce, mm-hmm. which I absolutely loved. Um, uh, yeah, so Escape Plan 2. You're that guy. It. You're that guy. Like when there's like a Lockout ad, it's like, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. <laughs> if you only see one space prison based movie this year. You're that guy. I am that guy. Simon, be the guy who tells us about the box office right now. Hey. <laughs> Would you like to know some facts and figures? Yes, please. Okay, um, a couple of big movies coming out this weekend. Um, Doctor Strange is obviously the one that everybody seems to be talking about right now. It had a really good international opening uh, recently. Previews last night, 9.4 million. That's a lot of millions. That's a lot of millions. Here, sir. Got any spare millions? Got mm-hmm. 9.4 of them. Um, looking at a weekend opening of 85, 87, possibly a little bit more. 85 that. to 87? But that's according to Box Office Mojo this weekend. So Oof, I think that's I a little bit that. high. I underestimated that if that's the truth. Um, I think it's going to come in around I put it at 80, 80, 82, maybe. Ooh, okay. But that, you know, 80, 85, 87. Um, also out this weekend, we can talk about what we thought about Doctor Strange in a second. Um, Troll which is one of the films that I think has been promoted for one of the longest. I feel like Trolls is going to explode this weekend. How did that do? Well, 900,000 well, last well, night, for, and they're looking a at a 36 no million. One's, no one's going to see Trolls at 10 o'clock at night. Did you review this for IGN? Yeah, did uh, you? I did. I gave it uh, an 8 out of 10. because as, An 8 out of 10? As annoying as it is, and it's really fucking annoying, it's absolutely adorable. And it's so annoying that you just actually give in and you let it wash over you. Let me ask you, if you... I was not expecting to like it. If you could have troll hair, what color hair would it be? Blue. Like a blue rinse. Like some Betty White shit. So so how is like Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake with the song sketchy? Was Princess Poppy fun? (laughs) She's so sassy! Um, I'll never do that again. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's they're fine. I mean, there's too many characters in the movie. It's it's enjoyable, Wait and it's the movie is. I mean, they just do like mixes of songs, and you know, but then they have really poppy ones like Junior Senior and stuff like that, and then they have Gorillas, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's a weird soundtrack, but it's strangely can you, can attractive. Can you say that last line? We actually have a viewer request. What is uh, it? Can I, can you say that last line as Kevin Hart? <laughs> People want to hear more of your Kevin Hart what impression. Are they, what do they want to hear me I say? I got a lot Kevin of calls Hart. about that. Really? <laughs> They're like, Simon is hilarious. Thank you. Uh, Simon is just... And what am I, chopped liver? One big fucking joke. I'm fucking joke. hilarious, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're fine. I mean, there's too many people in the movie, you know? There's too much going on. But they're just stupid jokes like, 
you know, trolls, you know, shitting themselves because they're scared and they come out as cupcakes. And, you know, little troll things farting glitter on. But it's fucking infantile and really stupid. But, but it's, it's absolutely adorable. It's so adorable. And, and it's, it's an 8 out it's, of 10. <laughs> it's good fun. It was really fun. Um, Hacksaw Ridge also out this weekend. Very different. Very yeah. different. I liked Hacksaw Ridge. Um, previews last night, uh, Thursday, 750,000, looking at a 16 million opening. I was hoping for something a bit bigger for that. Oh, no, I was looking at 12, so that's really? great. That's great. Okay, so I was looking about 18 um, for that this weekend. So 16, it's a, maybe... It's a, war, it's a war movie with Andrew Garfield, like... But it, it's not. This isn't Brad Pitt and Fury. But it's the weekend before a presidential election when everyone is at maximum America... You know, America's great. And it's Mel right Gibson, now. which is going to yeah, keep, automatically keep people away. That's true. But uh, listen, I really liked Hacksaw Ridge. So, like, what you know, what do you think? I haven't seen it. It's oh. one of the films oh. out this weekend that I haven't okay. seen that I genuinely did sorry, really sorry, want sorry. to see. Yeah, no, it's no. good. Like, I definitely recommend seeing Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield's very good in it. Uh, I like Vince Vaughn as well. The war scenes, are, like, the battle scenes are visceral. Yeah. I mean... This is definitely, as I say in my review, it should be up by now. Um, this is definitely a movie made by the director of The Passion of the Christ, uh, Apocalypto, and Braveheart. Like, those are three super violent movies yep. when you really examine them. And this one is super violent as well. Mm. So, uh, not for the kids, but uh, a great, just a great story of Desmond Doss, the first conscientious objector. Yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely want to see that. I'm actually going to pay to go and see that if I can find some time this weekend. I'm ludicrously busy. But Doctor Strange, now you saw it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, did you see it? I saw it uh, last week. Yeah, I saw it on uh, about, Tuesday. Did we talk about it on the show last week or no? No, no, because okay. I hadn't seen it. Um, I, it's not in my top five Marvel movies. I think it's in mine. Is it? I think so. Yeah, see, I, I did really enjoy it. Um, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. There was a lot about it that I did really enjoy. Wasn't a massive fan of Mads Mikkelsen. Me either, really. Like, he was good, but in terms of, like, his character, there wasn't, like, much to that, and I didn't really understand what was going on with him. He was just so kind of there all the time. Chewie was good, but I kind of expected a bit more for him. She would tell you for. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Tilda Swinton, fucking loved. She's fantastic. Absolutely genius. Um, it's maybe the best performance. Like maybe I got carried away saying this, this could be the first Oscar no- Oscar nominated Marvel performance. You're not the only person that said that. And each time I read it, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's maybe a little ridiculous, but it may be the best performance in a Marvel movie. What do you think about that? Not unfair. Not unfair at all. It's a solid performance. Yeah, it's really... it's a good it's a good dramatic performance that would be in any film. I think she just brings that. Whatever, but it just really, really which, fits this which is really so perfectly. funny. Given all the controversy around her casting specifically, obviously that's with regard yeah. to uh, whitewashing and, and the racial stuff. Um, but I think that the filmmakers felt like, listen, if we're gonna do that and mm. change uh, change the race, we're gonna change the gender as well. Um, I saw it in 3D IMAX. There are people in the chat room who are saying, uh, I saw Doctor Strange last night. It's from Jonathan Peck in 3D, and it was great. I saw it 3D IMAX. Um, one of the few films I've seen in the last 12 months that actually warrants being It was very good in 3D. Format. I just get a headache from 3D, and yeah. it does dull the colors. Um, and at times, I actually felt a little bit motion sick with some of the visual effects, which were, are they amazing? spectacular, yeah. by the way. So I was more than happy to feel queasy. Um, but can I just give a massive shout-out to Benedict Wong? Yeah. Who I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. um, as the guardian of the library. Um, I thought he was 
excellent and genuinely really funny for being so dour throughout it. And then the little moments of comedy mm-hmm. were just perfectly measured. Well, I love the cloak. I loved him. I love the cloak of cloak levitation. Was awesome. Best supporting actor, which, maybe, which, for the Oscars? Which someone called... Uh, right, exactly. Which someone called the uh, magic carpet from Aladdin. Okay. I think that was in Drew McGuinney's Fair review point. last night. Fair point. Which, by the way, if you if you guys are missing Drew McGuinney, uh, one of our favorites here on Meet the Movie mm. Press, he has a blog, uh, the name of which escapes me, but I will find it for you right now. Uh, so, if yeah, if you're missing Drew, who's not a hit fix anymore, be sure to check out his blog. Yeah. We should get him on. Pulp and popcorn. Pulp and popcorn. We should get him on, actually. We should, because we love Drew. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so I, I enjoyed Doctor Strange. For me, it's not. For you, it is. Top five, for me, it's not. It's just outside. But I really enjoyed it well, as a film. It was great To fun. me, it was just different. It was different than yeah. the, a typical Mar- Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, with- Rachel McAdams. Kinda Let's talk weak. about that. So it's not that she was weak. It's just a, it's a thankless role. There, yeah. There's nothing for her to do in no. this movie. except it's not like, her fault. Keep saving Doctor you know, mm. as a nurse or whatever. I like the there was a, a brilliant scene where she's trying to revive um, Doctor Strange, Stephen right. Strange. That was really cool. And there's there, there's something that happens around her while she's trying to do it. I did like that. Yeah, she reacts well in those scenes. Yeah. She's as good as you can ask her to be. But uh, was yeah, expecting I liked... a bit more from Benjamin Bratt. Oh, just more scenes with him. More I thought, scenes with him. I gotta him. say, I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he was so good in this movie. He I only wanted... has two scenes, but he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's not a criticism of him. Really like Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I no, I I I think we won't have seen the last of him. I think he might pop up. I don't know much about his character. That would be awesome. But I don't think. So anyway, stay because t- the scenes that he already had credits. impact. Yeah, stay definitely. through the credits of Doctor Strange. There are seventeen <laughs> post-credit sequences. Um, you will need to even book when the a lights babysitter. come up and the ushers start sweeping up. Just, just, just sit there, and shit. something will happen. Benedict keeps talking. The ring opens. Stanley comes back. It's a mate. No, it doesn't. Um, um, oh, I'm talking to Stanley next week. Very cool. I went Just to Stanley's Comic Con this week. How was that? I'd never been to a con before. Um, it was cool. I went, you know, for the schmodown, and yeah. I was on a panel, and it was awesome. We had a nice turnout, so I appreciate everybody out there uh, who went. Um, I didn't actually go on the floor, so I, I still can't, don't know if I can really say I attended a con if mm-hmm. I haven't been on the floor. But Jesus Christ, that convention center was packed with people yeah. in elaborate costumes like this shit is just hanging in the closet some of these costumes it was it was crazy yeah and there's just so many of them and yeah wow a cons are kind it, of awesome it was it was wild like just looking down on everybody from the second floor or the third floor um as far as i could see yeah geeks fellow my people should have gone on the floor might have got laid might have gotten late. Might have gotten late, man. Is, is that all you can think hey, about? Bro, might have gotten late, bro. Um, There's also a Loving is opening this weekend. Yeah. In, uh, only a few theaters, which is a shame because a that's limited, a film a I, really, I really want to watch. I've done a couple of features on this for Reuters this week. and Oh, you did? Yeah. And I, I, did you see I, it? No, I haven't you, seen it, unfortunately. Um, no, you see it. I really want to see but it. But yeah, I do, I do really want to see it. So, I mean, I think that's going to be a case of because it's in so few theaters, I still want to see Moonlight as well. And I've got a very busy couple of weeks. I'm just kind of like, I might have to wait till those hit, which pains me because I like to support these smaller movies. I like to pay to go and see them, but sometimes they're quite hard to find, even in LA, and time just wasn't work out. But I do want to see both those movies. But Loving looks like a really nice piece of filmmaking, and I love Jeff Nichols' work. 
Listen, it is. It is a nice piece of filmmaking, and that's yeah. as far as I can really go with it. I thought it was just kind of like traditional, and um, I was expecting a little bit more out of Jeff Nichols, more emotion. I didn't feel it as much as I thought oh, okay. I was going to. Uh, and while Ruth Nega is very good, and Joel Edgerton's good too, mm. although it's a, a kind of a weird performance, um, well, Ruth is really good, but I don't know that either one of these two should really be up for awards conversations. I didn't really get that vibe at all. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people have Ruth in their predictions at the moment. I don't know if I see that happening. Can I just say that if you haven't seen Joel um, in either The Gift or Kinky Boots, you should watch both of those movies. I love The Gift. Joel's, I love Joel Joel's Edgerton. awesome. Yeah. Joel's awesome. I interviewed him for Kinky Boots and, and many things after that. Mm-hmm. And him and Chiwetel Ejiofor in that are just fucking, I love him. A lot of people. Genius. I, I think he's great. Yeah. Uh, but this performance, it's a weird, it's a weird character. You'll have to see the movie to sort of get what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, I also saw this movie L last night from Paul Verhoeven. Mm. It's a French film about a woman who's raped. Right. Uh, kind of repeatedly in the movie. Uh, wow. It was uh, intense. But again, super weird. Like, I, I expect to see a lot of think pieces and... Uh, you know, interesting essays about what goes on in this movie. Mm. Uh, Isabel, I'm never, I'm not going to know how to pronounce this, but I think it's Isabel Huppert. Okay. Uh, she is wonderful in the film. She's getting a lot of Oscar buzz as well. It's really why I wanted to see it, because uh, I'm doing the Oscar map over at Mashable these days. I you, saw you tweeting about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's been going well. Uh, I didn't I didn't know that Warren Beatty is actually running in a lead category for Rules Don't Apply, not supporting. I'm going to go and see that. Really when? Mm. Uh, next week, week after. I may I may do that because uh, I maybe do the junket for that. Everybody so, wants everybody wants to talk to Alden Aaron Reich. Of course they do. Yeah, they do. Of course they do. Um, do you? I mean, do you is he doing t- something that people might want to know about? Huh? Is he going to be doing something? You know, people are going to go in. No Star Wars questions. No Star Wars. Hey, I if Warren Bailey though... made a Star Wars movie, right. would you be in it? <laughs> what? <laughs> what would you say about this movie if it was set in Star Wars? Uh, Are you doing Kevin Hart as a junket? Yeah. Hey, not enough walls behind the stars. (laughs) Um, Wait, but do you pay attention to the award stuff? Yeah, I do. do. I'm going to be working the awards for the first time this year. Who do you think is going to win Best Picture? I don't know yet. Who do you think? What do you think? I just don't know. I need to see more of the films. Okay, There's a few ones that are in the running that I haven't seen, so I don't think I'm informed enough to think about that right now. All right. Well, uh, a movie that's going to be filming soon. I mean, Ride Along 2 is obviously a contender. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Of course. Uh, okay, Olivia Munn. Yeah, Olivia the Munn. The Predator. Joining the Predator. She's going to be the female lead in the movie. She is. Fox obviously likes her. She was in X-Men Apocalypse. Will she be Mrs. Predator? <laughs> Brian! It's half past nine. You've been out predatoring all day. It's about time you came home. The Predator babies need feeding. I've got to get my hair done. And the Bachelorette's on television. Ah. Uh, Guys, Simon Thompson, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. No, I live here now. Um, I, yeah. I, I I like it. I mean, it's it's uh, the cast is shaping up differently than I was expecting. Mm. I'll say that much. Boyd Holbrook and Olivia Munn um, thought that they might really be able to get some A list kind of talent. I want uh, James I like, Franco on board. I like both of them. Um, 
But, uh, you know, the Predator brand may need a little bit more firepower behind it. Yeah, it's going to be set in the suburbs, which to me... Is it really? Yeah, apparently it is. Holy shit, okay, I didn't know that. It's going to move to the suburbs. That's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy, but it also kind of reminded me of Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, which was a shit dick of a movie. I didn't even know. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Not an opera. I would have I would have watched that. I love though. how they have like a classy Alien versus word. Predator, the musical. <laughs> a classy word like requiem after Alien versus yeah. Predator. People were going, what? what? Like, What's a requiem? What? What's a requiem? What is a requiem, Brian? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mama, what's a requiem? Uh, I'm quite interested with that. I could see um, domesticated predators. Those aliens next door? Like they have let the dog out again? <laughs> Wankers? People have predators as pets and stuff, or would it be like a peeping tom? Like there's a there's a predator outside. <laughs> Mom, did you see that? A predator the outside. Dog's barking. <laughs> the predator's still like barking. Like a real again. horror movie. Yeah, like, it's like a slasher movie, but with the predator. I would watch that. Kind of be cool. I um, like this. You know, you know that Marlon Wayans is collecting these ideas, and make, he's going to make a predator spoof movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Paul Feig oh, shit we've given him an idea Paul Feig is going to direct uh, Mindy Kaling's yeah. late night talk show host movie great get for that movie like uh, I think Crow was subtweeting me when he when he uh, said that some people were harping on this project when he first announced it and I, I do remember tweeting something like who is this for like a movie where Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson are dueling late night hosts like I don't I guess well, the, the pitch is Devil Wears Prada meets broadcast news which a lot of people really liked and I, I'm up for this I like Paul as a director. I want to see I them... think it's great. Like, that... yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, one thing that Paul tends to do, and I'm hoping this is going to go, obviously, for a higher certification than, than Ghostbusters, where, because one of Paul's, one of the things I love a lot about Paul's work is his really creative swearing. And I think when he's going towards that R-rated kind of thing, I think that's, sort of that's what I was where he at. really it excels. Has to be, it has to be R-rated, because, like, yeah. are teenage girls really going to turn out for this? No, I it's, don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's... This is for, uh, hopefully, a movie for adults. I don't it's know, post-millennial. I don't know what the tone is. Um, you know, I don't really watch the Mindy Project, so I can't speak to how she is as mm. a lead. Her versus Emma Thompson could be interesting. And I like the idea of Emma Thompson as really successful late-night talk show host. Yeah. But, uh, I just like... I want to see Emma Thompson swearing. All I, I know is this, it, it bodes well for the project. Paul Feig. Does. Um, and I like that he's doing something a little bit smaller and character-driven after Ghostbusters. Talking of character-driven yeah. films, uh, we won't talk about this much, um, but uh, good news, the, the script for Major League 3 is apparently good to go, according to Charlie Sheen. Moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, Starship, what about Starship Troopers? Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a like on this from uh, Swift and Shannon. Uh, okay. yesterday. I'll tell you why in a second and you'll love it. Uh, Starship Trooper reboot. Um, Swift and Shannon, who are obviously behind uh, the Baywatch uh, reboot, which is coming out next year, uh, they've been uh, tasked with the job of basically rebooting Starship Troopers. Apparently it's going to be something slightly different. It's not going to be a direct remake. I tweeted yesterday and said that I would be totally cool with that. I love the original. All I'm asking is that there are cameos for Neil Patrick Harris and Casper Van Dien. Dude, you want cameos from the wrong people. How about Denise Richards? How about Denise Richards? Yeah, that's who I want a fucking cameo from. Is she available, though? She's doing Major League 3 with Charlie Sheen. 
She's a busy girl. <laughs> She's a busy girl. Starship Troopers. Uh, yeah, apparently they're going back to, the, to the Heinlein novel. Yeah, uh, which I didn't read, and apparently is super di- dark and like different from the movie. Mm. I think, and that's Verhoeven uh, as well. It is. We were just talking about. Um, I liked Starship Troopers back in the day. It was goofy fun. I think that they would need a similar kind of tone, like a Zombieland kind mm. of tone, something tongue in cheek for to pull this off. I don't. I don't need another serious space franchise kind of thing no no there's enough of them i just want to keep it fun everything's in fucking space these days man how many times have we like you see the life trailer yes listen i love jake gyllenhaal i'm gonna see that movie but feels like i've seen like eight different variations of it before yep I'll yeah. still watch it though because i like the cast so Starship although Troopers, ryan reynolds looks we'll about get to 10 years old in that trailer he looks really young yes Starship Troopers it, like reminds me of like the RoboCop remake where yeah. it's like, is this really a good idea? That sucked dicks. Um, and I want to close the show with okay. uh, the release date stuff. Mm-hmm. So Sony delayed the Dark Tower from yeah. February to next summer. Yeah. Pushed Jumanji from mm-hmm. that summer date to Christmas. Which is strange as they're doing set visits for Jumanji at the moment. They had people on set in Hawaii this week. Right. They moved up Equalizer two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's just what is the point of dating these movies two or two years out only to like switch them around 10 months later and i'm sure that something will get switched again like equalizer 2 because is that really going to be ready in eight months i think we've had this conversation before i think they should just stop putting dates on things yeah it, it's crazy. And just keep it broader like summer 2018 S- same thing or... like paramount is releasing world war z2 in june david fincher hasn't signed on to direct that yet yeah. has he is that, like, officially confirmed? I feel like they definitely would have shouted that from the rooftops if yeah. it was. I know I didn't... Uh, I was invited to the Paramount Slate presentation. Did you go to that? No. I didn't uh, I didn't feel well. I would so have loved I, to have gone, but they didn't invite me. I didn't feel well, so I, didn't, I, I, I went home after my Bad Santa 2 screening, which I can't talk about. Okay. Um, I had to skip that this week. But, but uh, what's it? Uh, fucking World War Z 2 was in that presentation. So they do still plan on making it, but is it really going to be ready in... Seven months? Well, this is that's like, a cl- that's ridiculous. I mean, I remember doing a movie show in the UK in 2011, and even then, they were, like all the Sony stuff, they were talking about the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't have an idea, they didn't have a script, they didn't have a focus for it. It's like Ghostbusters movie in like 2012 or whatever. And I'm just like, mm, it didn't happen. So you just don't know with these. Baby Driver again has been pushed from spring into summer, but I've been hearing some interesting things about that. Baby Driver is going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But yeah, all these so, like Sony moved its entire slate around. I, again, it's just it be it's beyond me. Why even bother holding yourself to a release date when it's just going to change anyways? Yeah, and I just don't think it really. Uh, I I think they leave themselves open to more criticism by doing that. They do. I would just it's go, only a bad thing when, just when dates go, are moving around. Just go by the quarter. Spring 2018, because then you're moving blip, blip. It does, if you have to move but, things around, it doesn't look so bad, rather still, than going, you're, you're still, doing it from February. Yes, you're still promising stuff in that regard. Yeah, but, um, true. Um, we got, time, we got two and a half minutes left. Simon. Okay, How do cool. you want to spend it? Dealer's choice. Okay, here, a couple of things are going to run through very quickly. Lightning um, round from Simon. Another Disney movie that's animated classic stood still long enough for them to decide to turn oh, it into Snow a live-action movie. Snow White. Bing! Bingo. Yeah, well done. A, I went off on a rant this week. It's just... They're yeah. just going down the list. What does a creative meeting at Disney look like? Just go looking at the library titles and picking one? Like, yeah. Ugh. Fox and the Hound. Three Calabaras. Although I did like the supporting cast of A Wrinkle in Time. It's like a weird kind of cast. Yeah. But 
It could be interesting. Next thing, James Cameron um, wants a glasses-free 3D for Avatar sequels. I hate to break it to you, but real life is actual fucking 3D, wait, James Cameron. That's true. But wait, glasses-free 3D? Yeah. How, what, how does that I'm assuming work? he's got people dressed up as Na'vi fucking running around the theatre. Right. Look <laughs> at me! I'm a, I'm a <laughs> Na'vi! Um, I can only assume. Because otherwise, it's just basically... Life. I want to see that Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah. Uh, Monsters, Inc. 3, director of the first one, um, Pete Doctor, who uh, he, uh, he said this week, uh, don't rule it out. It's not actually happening at the moment, but if they did, they'd kind of want to look at potentially doing a Peter Pan-esque thing where Boo's grown up and forgotten about the is, monsters. Is, does anything get ruled out these days? Is no. anyone just like, listen, that's never getting made. <laughs> we announced it, stand and still, it's never going to happen. Stand still long enough, Monsters, Inc., and we're going to have Dwayne Johnson and The Rock in the live-action remake. That, he would be a great Sully, a live-action Sully. Yeah. Did you see him as Pokemon Look at me. this week? I was asking. Did you see his, him as Pokemon? I did. Oh. Okay. That was uh, great. That was great. And finally, Doug Lyman, Edge of Tomorrow 2 is going to be a sequel and a prequel, which was kind of... <laughs> a sequel, a prequel, a reboot, sequel, everything. A prequel, it's going to be all these Oh, things. my God, we're remaking it while you're watching it. Ah! Um, yeah, basically, isn't everything that's going back and forward in time a sequel and a prequel? Because uh, you're kind of going back and uh, forth in time. That's a movie that doesn't need to be made. Back to the Future, motherfucker. I'm going to watch it. It's Tom Cruise. Who, okay, uh, last question as we wrap up the show. Okay. Who should host the Oscars? Uh, I'm available. Uh, I would like to see Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, Kevin hosting, Hart the hosting the Oscars. All right. TJ Miller. A year after Chris Rock. Anyways, <laughs> this has been Meet <laughs> the Movie. The look. This has been Meet the Movie yeah. Press, folks. Uh, I'm mm. Jeff Snyder at The Insider on Twitter. I'm Simon Thompson at Showbiz Simon on Twitter and Instagram. And this is Simon Thompson on Facebook. If only there was more to talk about. Rate, this week. comment, subscribe on the Pop-tor- Popcorn Talk Network, all that good stuff. Have a good weekend, folks. Yeah. Simon Thompson at Showbiz Simon on Twitter and Instagram, and this is Simon Thompson on Facebook. If only there was more to talk about. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.